Hey guys, this is Keeping Tabs with CULNC, Cambridge Uni Netball's very own little podcast. I'm Rosie, I play a bit of netball and I'll be chatting to members of CULNC and maybe some special guests, you never know. Um, So please stay tuned and if you enjoy, you can subscribe to the podcast and also follow our Instagram at Cambridge Uni Netball for updates. In this episode, Sarah and Laura discuss serious injury and its impact. They reflect upon their operations, the recovery process, and the mental strength in persevering with physio, continuing to support from the sidelines, and returning to the court. So, shall we start with um, each of your experiences with injury? So, I tore my ACL and my medial meniscus in training last November Um, and it was quite a relaxed training it wasn't in a very high pressure situation which was the most annoying thing Um, I just kind of landed and then uh, my knee twisted and like I heard a very audible pop like I remember someone from the other side of the court was like I heard that are you okay um and then initially it didn't really hurt it was kind of just a really weird sensation I remember sitting on the floor everyone being like are you like are you in pain does it hurt um and I was just there saying no it's fine so I walked off the court and then I just felt my knee was really unstable it was a really weird it's a really weird um like sensation to describe but it just felt like it was going to give so I went to A&E afterwards um and then they were like, oh, we think we've just got a meniscal tear. Um, so they booked me in for an MRI. Then a month later, I had the MRI and it turned out I tore my ACL as well, which is not ideal because <laughs> um, obviously I was hoping to get back as soon as possible. But yeah. Um, so I um, was on holiday um, in Vietnam and I fell off a moped um, that I was stupidly driving. Um, and I fell off and it was fine like I cut like my arm and my leg on my knee but it wasn't really that bad um, so me and my friend just cleaned it and like went to the pharmacy and they gave us some stuff we're like yeah it'll be fine um, but then like four days later it my whole leg I just woke up and there was like pus coming out everywhere I couldn't bend my leg like it was swollen like two times the size so my friend was like oh gosh we need to go to hospital I was like in such a sweat um then when we got to the hospital um well we we were going on like a six-hour journey basically and like two hours into the journey we got to a city where we had to change buses and I was just like we can't carry on like I can't stay awake I can't like do anymore I need to we need to go to the hospital now um and then we went we got to the hospital and we couldn't get in so we went to a private hospital and we got in there and straight away they like took me into the emergency room and put me on um, fluids and then antibiotics. Um, but I basically got sepsis um, from the like tiny little cut in my knee. Um, so I thought I was going to be out within like a day, but I ended up in that hospital for a week, um, basically just with like fluids and antibiotics and stuff. And then they had to cut a hole out of my knee to like drain the rest of my foot. Um, I thought they were going to chop my leg off but they just drained it all, <laughs> which was so disgusting because they didn't give me any um, like painkillers. I was just awake the whole time and watching them like cut my flesh out. It was so disgusting. 
um, and they couldn't speak any English and I couldn't speak any Vietnamese. So it's quite traumatic. But um, then I got back to England and had to get the dressing changed every day because it was about like an inch, two inch hole, like deep into my leg. So um, they basically couldn't sew it up because they were worried it would be infected again. So I just had to let it heal from the bottom up, which took like about four or five months in total to heal completely. Um, so I couldn't play any netball that whole time um, because I couldn't really walk that well. And I was having to go to the doctors like every day to get the dressing changed. So I was out of netball for like pretty much the whole season until like varsity when I was so determined to play that last quarter. Um, but other than that, I couldn't really play. That was sad. So um, Laura, from when you had the scan and you knew what you had, what was the sort of process to your operation? Um, so basically, as soon as I was diagnosed with the ACL tear, um, they basically described to me that I had two kind of options for what we could do from now on. Um, the first of which was a more uh, conservative role. So they basically said that um, I could just do a lot of physio and build up the muscle strength because part of the knee stability comes from your quads and your hamstrings. So they said that I could just do physio if I don't want to have surgery. But um, my surgeon basically said that he personally would go for the surgery because I had the meniscus tear as well. Um, and he said that because the meniscus has really bad blood supply, it doesn't heal very well by itself. So he said that it's, it's likely going to irritate my knee for a really long time if I don't do anything surgically. Um, so I spoke to my mum about it and we had a bit of a think and I just thought, you know, I have a really active life. I want to continue playing netball at uni. I ski as well with my family. So for me, it would be quite a big deal to like step down physically, if that makes sense. And they said that with the physio, obviously it would really help, but it might I might not be able to get back to the same place as I was. Um, and that scared me quite a lot. So obviously surgery itself is really scary, but just the, the thought of being able to get back to my active life was really um, helpful. Um, so he, we agreed to go forward with surgery, but um, the waiting list was really long. So he said that I'd probably have to wait about 18 weeks for the surgery, which was fine. Um, I kind of just thought, okay, you know, if, if that's how it's going to be, that's fine. I'll just do some physio before that. So I'm ready for it. Um, and then obviously COVID happens. Um, so it was postponed a little bit more as well, um, which was not ideal. But so we were in, in lockdown and I got a call completely out of the blue. Um, from his secretary being basically saying um we can do your surgery in two weeks and I was like oh my god <laughs> I just I completely didn't expect it because I I had come to the I'd sort of come to terms with the fact that I was probably only going to have it fixed after my exams in September because they weren't doing any elective surgery at that point um so I was you know I was settled it didn't bother me that much because I'd gotten to a point with my physio where I was not in any pain I was you know, being able to cycle and, you know, go on long walks and stuff. So it was fine for the time being. So to have that call kind of out of the blue um, was a big shock, but I was obviously really happy. So I had the surgery at the start of June. Um, it's been more than a month now, which is awesome. Um, so, yeah. So, um, Sarah, you spoke about it a bit, but what was the sort of recovery physio process for you both after you'd had surgery? Um, so I had... So I came back to netball thinking um, like I wasn't going to be able to play at the start, but I thought like it would heal a lot quicker than it did. 
Um, so I was quite like still quite involved with um, the teams and stuff in pre-season like I couldn't do anything but I still like went to everything and then from that I was like well I may as well get in touch with the club physio and so I had physio with him like once or twice a week and I also had um, like a physio at the hospital um, as well um, who I was seeing I saw him I think like a couple of times like less times than the club physio but so then I was just having to do physio like most days and at the start I couldn't really do anything because the wound was quite deep um, and because of like the bandages and stuff I couldn't actually move it enough to do the physio um, but over time I just had to do more and more and then that's basically how I built up the strength to be able to walk and run um, and do everything properly again like it took so long but like it's one of those things you just have to do the physio and it seems so painful at the start but you do actually really see an improvement um because I couldn't really bend my leg at all so then like being able to bend it more and more each week was like so helpful and it made you feel like you're actually really getting somewhere even though it wasn't like jumping or running you could see the physical um improvement you know yeah what kind of like um activities exercises were you doing as part of your physio? Um, so at first it was just really basic like I wouldn't really have to do um, that much I'd have to get someone else to like try and bend the leg and I'd have to like push back on it a bit and um, to try and like strengthen my knee because it was all in my knee and I also had to do um, yeah just like foam rolling and stuff at first to kind of ease my quads and all my other muscles around the knee back into it because as Laura said before like that was what I needed to strengthen to strengthen my knee um, because it was so weak um, and they basically that was where I'd like got all the muscle reduction and lost like all the muscle there because I hadn't been doing any um, anything on that leg for so long um, and then I had to do just like stuff with my calves to like strengthen them I could do quite a lot of that without being in too much pain but trying to strengthen my quads was really hard and um, because my left quad was then just so much stronger than my right one um, so trying to do any like at first I couldn't do any weight any weight exercises at all it was all just like body weight and trying to like even just like glute bridges and stuff I'd have to do them like every day because I couldn't and I couldn't really do them at the start so then it built up to like doing it on one leg and then the other leg and stuff um so kind of just stuff like that but it was really like I remember my first um meeting with my hospital physio and the first exercise I had to do was um standing up from a chair and I was like oh that's so easy I can obviously stand up from my chair but then without using my hands or anything and make like trying to be balanced on both of my legs it was actually quite a, like quite a challenge and then the next one was like walk um which at the time I found it so funny that my physio was telling me to walk but it actually really helped like being able to walk properly and thinking about my movements and not just putting all of my weight through my good leg um, it did actually make a difference. <laughs> and then Laura, obviously yours was like a bit before surgery and then you had the operation and then now. So talk us through that a bit. Um, so I guess before surgery, they basically just said to me, if I can keep up the muscle strength in my injured leg as much as I can, that would really help for afterwards. Um, so I was basically just doing um, a lot of body weight exercises because I didn't want to load my knee too much. I was doing quite a lot of cycling, um, lots of squats and lunges and stuff um, to just keep my quads as strong as possible. 
Um, and actually, initially, the plan for surgery was to have a graft for my hamstrings. So he basically said to me that because they're taking the tendons from two of my hamstrings, I have to have all of my other muscles really strong. So with that in mind, I was like, okay, right. So I was really on it for, in terms of physio before the surgery. And then um, last minute, sort of a week before my surgery, um, I got a call and they said that I'm not having it with that same surgeon. They said that it's going to be a different person. Um, and I thought that was fine. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't bothered as long as I could have it on the same date. Um, and he gave me a call just to run through sort of like logistics of the day and what's going to happen. And he said to me that um, he would recommend doing a patella tendon um, graft. So it's the tendon that connects your knee bone to your shin bone. Um, and obviously that sort of set me back a little bit. I thought because I planned for the hamstring graft and it was a bit of a surprise that he said that the hamstring is more likely to fail in young women. So he said that he would recommend the other, other graft. Um, so I had the surgery um, and then after the surgery, I obviously initially couldn't put any weight on my leg, um, so I was on crutches, um, and I really couldn't bend it at all. Um, so I basically had probably about a week, just I was just lying in my bed with my leg straight out. Um, and I guess the first couple of weeks was less about sort of exercises and more about just regaining the function of my knee, so bending and extending it. Um, repeatedly over and over again so that I could have that like reach the same um, kind of limits as before and it was so hard I remember just like sitting and almost crying because it hurt so bad having to just bend my leg even slightly like I, I couldn't get it anywhere near 90 for at least a week and a half 90 degrees um, so for me I think what was really hard I obviously went from being really active, you know, cycling, doing loads of weight exercises just before my surgery, feeling almost normal to being completely back to square one and even, you know, even further behind what I already was. Um, so that was really tough. But then as soon as it sort of gained momentum with my flexion, everything got so much better. So I was on one crutch for probably about a week. And then after that, they encouraged me to walk without any crutches for short distances. Um, and like Sarah said, um, I also had so much muscle wastage, even like it was less than two weeks um, that I was on crutches and my right leg was just so thin because I completely lost all of the muscle, you know, from not using it, not using it to weight bear, not using it to walk. Um, so I think I underestimated how difficult it would be to begin with because I was so weak. But then um, now that it's been more than a month, the exercises has like have changed. So it's more focused on um, like building the strength back up in my quads. So initially it was protecting the graft and just um, working on bending and extending because it was all very weak. But then now that it's all a bit more settled, like my knee isn't swollen anymore, um, it's pretty much just very basic exercises to like reuse that muscle. Um, and I think another point that Sarah made that I can completely relate to is the like learning how to walk again. It sounds really silly, um, but you like having lost so much muscle, you forget what the like natural fluid movement is. So initially, I was limping because it hurt, but then my physio said to me, "That's really bad. You have to try not to limp because developing yeah, sure. walking habit." So after that, it was so strange just having to like 
think very carefully how I'm going to move my leg when I walk. And that just sounds so bizarre. I remember telling my family, they were just like, just walk, Laura. It's not difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So it went from kind of first phase with being regaining my uh, flexion and extension. And then now it's a bit more um, strength based. And I'm supposed to start like a proper gym phase um, in a few weeks where I can use leg press a couple of the weights machines um and then hopefully i can run by three months but that is very much dependent on how it all goes (laughs) so how um like many times like a week or like a day um are you guys doing were you guys doing exercises (laughs) um well it kind of depended um so it was supposed to be like it was probably supposed to be like twice a day i think um but at the start I was really like on it and I would do everything that the physio told me and I really wanted to like do it and get back to where I was but then it did become quite draining when it did take me like longer than I anticipated um so and especially when I went back to uni like trying to balance um like second year with physio and going to the doctors every day was really difficult and I found it really hard to kind of try and do everything that I wanted to do um as well so I probably did slack and didn't actually necessarily do as much as I should have done which like it was just really hard to motivate myself um and but like I still got to the right place in the end so it's okay but um yeah I'd say probably like once a day once every two definitely once a day um but sometimes more it basically started off with just being however much you can do like you don't want to push yourself too far because you don't want to end up getting further back than you were in the first place. Um, but if you feel like you can do it more times than you did the day before, then like that's great. Um, especially with like the bending and extending. That was um, like I saw a lot of difference with that quite quickly, depending on if I'd done it properly um, over the whole week. If I saw him the next week, he would measure like how far I could, like the angle of my knee and you could really see the difference when like I did it properly like it took quite a while because as Laura said I had to be quite careful of like the wound um and the obviously the inside to like make sure it was healed properly but like once a day once every two days um depending on like as it built up as well that once you start doing weights and stuff you can't do it as regularly because you don't want to cause any damage um for sure (laughs) Yeah, for me, it was very much the same. Um, when I first came out of surgery, um, I I think the main thing that limited me was how much pain I was in. Um, so they basically said to me, they, they gave me the sheet with all these kind of basic exercises that I needed to do, which were pretty much just bending and extending. Um, but they said they were like, work on this a few times a day, um, but within the limits of pain and swelling. So obviously at the start, pain and swelling was a given um for the first two weeks and they just said really gently work on it and don't be frustrated if you're not getting anywhere at at the beginning I was quite stressed that I wasn't reaching the targets that they gave me um particularly with like the angle that my knee was bending out and I was so stressed about it I was like have I done something wrong you know should I be doing more um and I've had a couple of friends who've had the same injury um and the same surgery and I asked them about it obviously um and whilst it is really helpful to hear from other people who've had the same injury you know them telling me their experience it was a little bit unhelpful at times because they were like oh I reached this at this time and it was like this for me but 
it was obviously very completely different people so I think I took that to heart a little bit too much at the beginning um but then I had a bit of a kind of breakthrough probably two weeks afterwards where my knee started to settle down a bit so it was way less swollen it only hurt once I reached my limits um so that was really good and then after that I found I could do a lot more because I didn't have that swelling um and having been sort of in touch with my physio throughout this he basically just said like the one thing that he keeps repeating is all of these exercises I'm giving you do them only a if you can and b if you're not hurting or swelling he said that if you do some one day and the next day you wake up with a swollen knee take it easy because if you push it too much you're just going to hurt yourself more and it's going to be longer um so I think I definitely should have listened to that advice a bit more at the beginning um but it's hard when you compare yourself to other people who seem to be recovering so much quicker and obviously you want to get to as far as you can as quick as you can but I think the problem with injury is that it's unpredictable and it's slow and that's something that's really difficult to digest um so yeah and I think because at the beginning it was so difficult and so painful I got so tired after doing such basic exercises like even the smallest movements were so tiring so by the end of the day I'd be exhausted and there were some days where I didn't really do very much just because I was so tired um and I initially felt quite guilty for that I was like I need to be doing this you know however many times they told me a day but I think the main thing was to just be like careful with it um, because there's no point in overworking it just because you want to reach those sort of time points um, because they will come eventually. Like now I'm slightly ahead of where I should be and I never thought that was going to happen from how it started. Um, so, yeah. It's, yeah, it sounds really tough. Um, I feel like you guys have mentioned it a bit, but like how was that mentally? Like both going through physio anyway but then also while you're both at Cambridge and everyone else is sort of playing and, you know. Um, I found it really hard, um, particularly at the start because it was obviously trials and I'd really wanted to move up. Um, so I found it really tough mentally at the start because like lots of my friends had moved up a team. And for me, it was just not within my reach. I couldn't even do basic movements. It was just like, there's no way I would, I didn't even think I'd be able to play netball at all that year. So I was like, there's no point. And I found that really, really hard. But at the same time, that did motivate me to get back to where I was because I was like, I've seen all my friends around me achieve great things. I know that it's possible for me as well if I push myself and I try and I do recover as much as I want to. But yeah, as Laura said, it was really hard, like comparing yourself to other people around you and trying not to let what they said like how like the time frames that they're saying kind of get in the way of your your own actual progress because they might say oh yeah you'll be able to bend it 90 degrees in four days and you don't want to and then if you can't it's so frustrating and not being frustrated was so 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 hard um because I didn't think it would take me anywhere near as long as it did I thought like it would be like a scab and it heals in like a week but it was so deep that it did take ages and so that was really hard. And like, it was just hard watching people play netball when that was all I wanted to do. And, like, I really supported them and I wanted them to win everything. But like, Laura's probably definitely found this this year, like going to training and stuff is so tiring when you can't play and all you want to do is play. And it's like, oh, I'll throw the ball on the side. And you just want to be involved, don't you? Like, you just want to have a bit of something <laughs> to do yourself. Um, so like, I think... It is really helpful to motivate you, but to an extent, 
it can be quite damaging because it is such a challenge and you have to kind of take a step back and look at your, yourself as an individual and be like okay I'm here at the moment and this is where I want to be and try not to compare yourself to especially to where you were before because you will get there eventually but if you push yourself too hard then you could just damage it further and like balancing with the uni work what's hard for sure and I'm sure you've had that with revision at the moment like trying to balance it around doing the work and going into uni and everything was really really hard I'm sure you're finding that now yeah no I, I completely agree with everything that you said I think for me um what was particularly annoying about the time of my injury was that um I was having such a tough time at uni at that point um because of work because of some personal reasons um and obviously had all of that to deal with and then um I had just been moved up to the twos um from the from the third team so that was obviously amazing it was so nice to like put my energy into something else other than thinking of what was going on outside of netball um so the fact that I got injured you know one or two training sessions in was absolutely heartbreaking because it was such a positive like motivation for me um you know playing netball having something to put my energy into having a massive break both from work and emotionally from what was happening um so to have that completely crumble was so difficult I think that was probably what I found the hardest when I first injured um my knee was just like having my like release taken away and like not being able to play and Obviously, I was so happy to go to the training sessions and spend so much time with everyone and, you know, be as involved as I could, um, which was really nice. And every, everyone was so, like, supportive. So, like, it was just amazing how everyone, like, stepped up to, to really support me. But on the flip side of that, it was really difficult to watch, as Sarah said. Like, all you want to do is get back as soon as you can. Um, and it's such a bittersweet thing, you know, obviously I went to see, you know, so many of the matches and cheered everyone on, but it's, it's so yeah. difficult. It really is. And I think people underestimate how mentally draining it is to be injured. Like obviously there's the, it hurts. It's, you know, a long period of recovery, but at the same time, it is a mental battle as well, because you're watching everyone do something that you love and that you want to get back to, but then knowing how long it's going to be for you to get back yeah. to that is really difficult. Um, so yeah, I think I think mentally draining is a is a is a massive component of injury. Yeah. Um, but as I said, everyone was always so supportive. And I think what I would say to anyone who does have a big injury is like speak up as much as you can. Because I remember feeling really like I didn't want to bring the mood down because everyone was having fun at training and you know you know loving the sport. So I didn't want to constantly bring up being like I'm really upset that I'm injured because it's difficult for everyone else to hear. But I definitely should have earlier. I remember there was one point where I spoke to Tabby and I was like, I'm finding this so hard. And she said, well, I'm glad that you're talking about it because like, we all want to hear about it. So I think keeping to myself and just kind of like withdrawing all of my like emotions to myself was a really bad idea because everyone wants to help and everyone completely understands how difficult it is. And like, as soon as I spoke more about it, as soon as everyone knew kind of exactly how I was feeling, that helped so much more. Um, so yeah, I would definitely, if anyone is injured, tell everyone how you're feeling because <laughs> it's undeniably hard. Yeah. yeah, and you don't want to like 
try and make everyone give you more attention it, that you don't want to be attention seeking like I'm injured I've been injured for so long like I can't play and you don't want people to think that you're like really self-pitying um by talking about it and nobody does but you don't realize that until you actually speak to people and they're like oh my gosh like what can we do to help how can we support you what do you need from mm-hmm. us and people especially in C1C everyone is so like we're such a family and everyone wants to help each other so much you just need to actually speak out and get like the help from your friends and teammates and stuff